Eurovision Fire Saga. Who wants to hear Eurovision song? All of Iceland thinks we are a joke. That's not true. And my father is ashamed of me. No, he's not. He looked me into the eyes and said, I am ashamed of you. Maybe he was drunk. He said, and you might think that I'm drunk, <laughs> but I am dead sober. Idiot. <laughs> All right, start the show. Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, man. And I, for one, am not ashamed of my elder, uh, more distinguished co-host on this show, Tom Merritt. Oh, my gosh. And you Can might you think- speak up, Brian? Could you? <laughs> could you? I could. I'm sorry. Could, maybe I should turn this up. No, uh, 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 Tom could not have been making a bigger deal about his birthday. Uh, but but that particular uh, uh, show, uh, uh, by the well, way, we're joined, we're joined by Well, when you're 50, Brian, you'll understand how much. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I step on your line? Yes, you did. That's fine. That's fine. Shh. It's, it, it, uh, I, I, so, so Is I, he talking, Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gentlemen joining Turn us. up your thing. Turn Ayaz up your thing. Akhtar is joining us live. Hey, I have a question. So given mm-hmm. that this is a Netflix original movie about an Icelandic uh, group mm-hmm. destined for success on Eurovision, um, is it total coincidence that 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 there was the viral phenomenon of um, what was the who's the guy that did the uh, 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 think about things where it's about his 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 kid and it, like there's a couple of scenes that look exactly from this nah never mind you guys think about familiar. things yeah I mean that's I know the guy it's Luigi uh, Luigi Luigi Castelletti. Mario people don't know it's yeah Mario. he's my guy uh, yeah I know him uh, uh, we're uh, friends never mind never mind uh, listen it, it's, I it's watched fun. the story of Fire Saga this weekend because I'm a huge Eurovision nerd uh, and I was like. We're the only ones that are going to watch this in America. I'm sure it'll be, you know, mildly popular in Europe. I was so pleased to see so many other people tweeting about it, even if they didn't understand Eurovision. I thought it was really well done. Will Ferrell is a huge Eurovision fan because his wife is Swedish and she got him into it. Uh, And I thought they had so many nice nods. There's this one scene where they bring all these former Eurovision winners and contestants together and do like a dance number in a club. Uh, This was great. This is a really funny and good movie and I highly recommend it. And and, and so this is the part that I'm surprised that that, that it sounds like you're not familiar with it. I I, I don't know how to pronounce these these characters that aren't in English, but but Think About Things was a viral sensation. It's got 12 million views. Is it from Europe? Eurovision? Yes. Well, it's about like 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 all of the comments are about how they would have dominated Eurovision if they had Eurovision. Okay. Have you have you not seen this? Okay. And, so and they're from Iceland. So to, this yeah. is, they they parodied this in the in the movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. They so, actually have these guys in the movie. Oh, all right. Well, then that answers my question. You could have just yeah. said yes. He doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so that's streaming now on uh, Netflix. The saga. Uh, sorry, the story of Fire Saga. Eurovision called. Song Contest: colon, The Story of Fire Saga. That's right. So good, so good. All right, let's get to our primary target. Protocol sources say Amazon is actively pursuing deals to license a live linear TV programming service. Uh, job listings that are public, you can you can see them, indicate that Amazon could add live programming to its Prime Video service. One job listing mentions concerts, political debates, and news in addition to their current streams of live sports. Other listings mention live TV broadcasters and cable networks as potential partners. And another listing says... We are building next-gen linear catalog systems to provide best-in-class linear TV experience to Prime Video customers. And if you're not conversant with the lingo, usually when you're talking linear, you're talking a cable-like service. You're talking about a stream of video where one program follows another and you have multiple channels. Whether this means something like YouTube TV or Hulu Plus Live, where it's meant to replace cable, or whether it means something like Pluto, or Zumo, where it creates a lean back experience out of video that isn't 
from the actual cable stream, but it's, it's kind of created to mimic that. Uh, is, is that's my only question, but it sounds like Amazon definitely wants to do this. I, let me defer to IaaS for a moment and, and just get your impression on this IaaS. Like, like are, are, are you excited about it or you think this is a bad idea? Well, I think it's just reacting to the space because if you've got thousands and thousands of hours of on-demand content, literally choosing the service you pick, that takes time, then choosing the profile of the service you picked, that takes time, and then you've got to find the thing you want. And there's something about being able just to turn something on and go, okay, I'm going to have this linear programming going on this whole time, and then as it's going, hold up the guide or the on-demand stuff. You can still choose your stuff. I think it's more of a reaction to almost like fatigue. When it comes to finding something to watch, it's really hard unless you really know you want to watch this one thing. Uh, and recommendations are good, but it's not exactly it's not exactly the same or as easy as just, oh, hit live. Let's go with that. I don't know. So 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 it's like um I think I'm pretty consistent in saying that in general, I don't like being presented with choices to make. And Amazon, in theory, is nothing but choices. However, um, and, and the idea of Amazon taking Prime and adding more choices and things to do and decisions and distractions or whatever, on the surface sounds terrible, but I, th I think out of every institution in my, in my online life, there's nobody I trust more to decide for me than Amazon. Like, I think they just know. I think what Amazon's probably up to is a Pluto TV, Zumo TV thing. Uh, I, I, I say that because they've kind of got the building of it with IMDb TV, with some of the live shopping videos they've done for Amazon. And that just makes more sense within the Prime Video experience of like, hey, here are some movies and TV shows to watch on demand. Or do you just want to watch sci-fi movies? Click here. It'll take you to our linear sci-fi movies channel, right? I could see that fitting in. That's my guess. But what I'm hoping is that this is the inflection point where we go from all of these rather clunky deals that live linear on the uh, what they call OTT services had to make to convince cable networks to let them stream video. So that's why you have Sling TV Orange and Sling TV Blue, because they like when they needed to work their deals weird to get ESPN and Fox to agree. Uh, and not every service has all the channels because, well, they, they worked a deal with Fubo, and so now they don't want to be on this one. And everybody's got, because they were trying to convince, that's over. Those cable networks know that this is their future if they're going to have one, or they have to start their own service like Peacock, et cetera. And I wonder if Amazon has the leverage to now step in and say, okay, guys, you see where this is going. Let's make a cable service. Let's make a service. We're Amazon. We can give you distribution. We can give you good revenue share deals because we don't care about the profit margin. We're trying to sell people soap on Amazon.com. Uh, let's make this happen. And they come up with finally the equivalent of cable TV on the internet, which YouTube TV, Hulu Live, they've come close, but nobody has really created one that gives you all the same options as cable. A lot of folks out there don't want that, but a lot of folks do, especially the folks who are still clinging to cable. I, I, ask, I, want, I want to let you be the final arbiter on this, but I don't believe in a million years that they're going to do a cable-like service. I do believe that they will license all of the content. I will. I do believe that they will figure out all the deals. But the reason I love going to Amazon is because it says, hey, need a refill on that MSG? And I'm like, I look over at my empty MSG bag and I'm like, yeah, I do. Yes. And then, and uh, uh, if, if, if the, uh, the idea of them doing a cable like service and spreading everything out in a giant grid, like a, like you're at a freaking flea market seems so un Amazon to me. Uh, like it, it, it I, I do believe they'll license the content, but I believe it'll be some magical kind of new experience where it's like, Hey, would you like some salt or would you like, and hear us out here, a sci-fi fantasy hybrid animated experience brought to you by the people behind uh, this thing that you loved when you were 12. And then it's like, just yes, no. And, 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 and I, I feel like whatever it's going to be is going to look 
totally different from cable. Yeah, so I, first I'd like to thank you for reminding me my MSG tub is empty. I need to, <laughs> to fill up my tub of MSG. It's, it's a real thing. Uh, it's a real People problem. People who bought I mean, MSG also watched. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. You might like the Madison Square Garden Network, or you're talking about Montessori <laughs> glutamate, glutamate, that is. And, I mean, I'm out of e either. It's kind of a problem. But I will say that I think that what Amazon could do, even if they don't strike these deals, is create this linear channel, as it were, of its own content because – Discoverability is super difficult. Sometimes Amazon has some really great television shows that you don't even think about because Netflix spends a lot of money, Disney Plus spends a lot of money, HBO Max spends a lot of money. They're screaming about how great their shows are, and they're like, "Where's Fleabag again? And where's Miss Maisel? They're on Amazon Prime. Like, if that was running and they were showing you the best of that stuff, it might be great. Uh, and I don't know whether or not they'll integrate something like shopping, so that you could just tag, "I'm watching Paw Patrol, and I want to buy." a dog with the badge so I can click it and then I can get it. I mean, I don't really know. I think that's where it would end up. So linearly, you're like, I'm passively shopping. That seems more like Amazon's MO. If they do a service, the whole idea is to get you to spend money. It's not just like, we want your life to be better. No, they want your money. So as long as they come up with a way to keep getting money out of you, I think that's the most likely amazing Amazon concept. Um, Man, I don't know. I don't know because... um. Like, I, I, I need to pay more attention because I feel like Amazon is pretty good at figuring out why I'm there. It's because I already pre-bought the full season of what we do in the shadows. And the moment I get there, it's just like, we know why you're here. Um, but I may be They are building the next generation linear catalog system to provide best in class linear TV experience. They are going to do what you don't want them to do, Brian. Whether God they it. do it in a way that bothers you or not, I don't think they will. I don't think it will appear as more choice. It will it will surface nicely if they do it right because of that linear catalog system. They're saying, we don't want to just attack on a grid that you have to plow through. We want to come up with a better way of doing this. Yeah. And they're just working with potential broadcast and cable network partners. So they want to have that good content, not just their own stuff. Just one thing. I mean, their own stuff's so good too. Just one thing. If Amazon is going to make this best-in-class linear television thing, I would like to talk to Amazon directly right now. Jeff, I know you're watching this. <laughs> Don't put an autoplay video player in the bottom right or any part of the screen. Ain't nobody wants to hear that. Oh, you know what? As long as we're making wishes, how about every time I go to your site, how about the first thing is not a full volume mid-trailer uh, uh, mid screaming at me about the new whatever you got? I'm looking at you, Ted Netflix. Yeah, and uh, to you, Ted Bezos, I say, do whatever you want. It's fine with me. I'm over 50 now. What do I care? I'm going to die soon. <laughs> Nailed it, man. Look, we're saving the world, guys. That's We're saving the world, and that's why people should give us just a buck an episode. Head on over to patreon.com slash cord killers. Keep us loud, live, and independent. We'll show up in a special RSS feed. You'll get so much bonus stuff. You'll get the... the After talk. Yeah. No, 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 no. The the spoiler in time. There we go. That's Oh, the spoiler in time. Man, yeah, we, that we too. picked a weird name for that. Uh, you'll get the show you'll get spoiler in time you'll get after talk it's really special and you'll be yeah you'll be i don't know keeping little guys big you'll be one of the club you can be in the club or out of the club patreon.com slash cord killers to decide let's talk about how to watch uh let's switch from talking about amazon prime video to talking about amazon prime video <laughs> because uh right before the show amazon prime video announced it's launching watch party uh, on Prime Video. They've been doing this through Twitch, remember, where you could watch Amazon Prime Video stuff selected uh, through Twitch and co-watch it with people. But this is going to be within the desktop experience, within the browser experience of Prime Video. You can watch with up to a hundred other Prime subscribers film and TV shows together over the internet, rolling out to US users right now in the browser. 
except for Apple's Safari. For some reason, it's not the the feature is not supported in Safari, but it's in most of the other browsers. Browsers. Amazon says thousands of titles will be eligible. That's the same as with Twitch, and all subscribers will be able to either host or participate in someone else's stream. Uh, it just puts a chat over on the right side, and you watch the thing in the majority of the screen, and you guys can chat with whoever you're watching it with. So once again, another co-watching attempt here. Uh, this is brilliant. Uh, exactly what the world needs. I love everything about it. Uh, I, 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 I guess 100 is an easy number. Um, uh, I, it's it's, uh, I, I, it's such a dumb side jag, but, but why do you think they did not go with 150, which I believe is Dunbar's number, which is the most number of conceivable other human beings we can really That's hold in our That's a good question. I, I, I'm wondering if it's a memory allocation equation. Or, or, like, or well, a we simplicity can do, like, like we could do a hundred and it requires this amount of space uh, to make sure we don't hit capacity. We could do 150 it require this amount of space. And somebody just went like, that's the amount that I'm willing to like, allocate. Like a hundred, a hundred almost feels like everybody I know, but, but I think all of us know that it's not, you know, and, and, and if they had just gone a bit farther, I don't know. Well, and but, you would never watch with everyone, you know, right at the same time. So yeah, I don't know. But, but, Wait, oh, wait, maybe it's like an average theater size. I wonder if uh, if they're replicating the fact that we're all stuck at home. I, I swear, I know it was an engineering-led decision. They're like, give us the highest number you're comfortable okay. allocating the space for. I I mean, that's regard, my gut, anyway. Regardless, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I love every, everything about it, and I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it definitely fits current reality. Uh, it's, it's 100, I, don't, like, I wasn't really thinking why 100. I just thought that, I, I bet Amazon's thinking like, you're never going to invite more than three people. We'll say 100, so you'll be fine with it. Like, oh, if I invite 20 people, it doesn't seem as crazy. 100, that'd be wacky. So I think they might be trying to set expectations as to, hey, you know, I mean, you're not going to invite all your Facebook friends, are you? Your Honor, I present to you the Watership Down defense, which is beyond five. It's rare. There's no way to know. It's just, it might as well be all the people in the world. If you can get close to 100, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, I, I I think this is going to be one of the better tests of whether co-watching is a novelty that people say they want and don't, which has been my instinct. My gut instinct is that that people like doing it once and they don't like continuing to do it for the most part, with with a lot of exceptions, or whether it's something that during the current situation where even if there's not a lockdown, people are a little more nervous about going out, people want to do it more. Uh, or whether it's like this is just needed to be done right. And finally, uh, if somebody does it right, everybody will be doing it. You know what? Maybe maybe it's a dividing line to separate people who perceive themselves as broadcasters from those who are hanging out with other people. Because if, if, if uh, I, I know that in general, uh, if I go live playing a game, I'm pretty happy when 150 people show up live to hang out and watch me play the game. I'm a little disappointed if it's only 86 or whatever. But if, if I'm just somebody who wants to watch a movie with other people, 86 would be the biggest party that I ever threw. So maybe it's intentionally just shy of, of what would feel like a healthy broadcast number. For people who don't want to have to do the Twitch thing, right? It's like, yeah. I just want to host or it. Or be I the host, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, Brian, you got a great point there. Because if if we wanted to watch, a bunch of us wanted to watch Letterkenny on Hulu. And we, we came up with all kinds of different ways. We did extensions. We did Plex. We did a whole bunch of other ways to make sure that we could all watch it together. Because there was nothing easy. And this, for Amazon to do this, makes their content, again, easier to watch and share with other people. You get to talk about it. You get the water cooler effect. Although I don't know if they call it that anymore. You might just call it co-watching party. I don't know. Uh, and then you've got, um, like you're saying, this, this split between pros and just people who want to chill out. Because if you just use it once or twice, that's still fine for Amazon. They're going to get a bunch of information about you. Hey, your buddy likes this. Maybe you guys both like the same show. So maybe I should suggest this blu-ray to you i don't know what they would ask for but, but, but so, so, I think so what about the line like like bryce how many people uh, would would you be happy with showing up to watch a movie with you like, i mean like, let, let's say we were watching uh, what was it uh, a big time adolescence is that what it was sure yeah uh i mean it depends on what 
I want out of that experience, right? If it's just me and, you know, my close friends, we'd never get near a hundred. Sure. Um, if it was something on Twitch, I, um, let's say it was an, an official cord killers watch party and you were organizing it. Uh, how many people would you hope to have show up to watch? And, and we just watched the movie big time at, at adolescence. Uh, how many would, time, yeah. would, would you like to show up live to watch that with us? I mean, how many would I like? It would be like, they, I guess there's, I, I guess the, uh, my immediate gut answer is like, just as many as possible, whatever. But then there's a point where too many people just becomes too many. Yeah, and all of a sudden the the stri- it's, May- it's well, maybe just that's nonsense. the limiting factor is, but I, is the stream. I I I because I, I we we they've there are other uh, watch party apps out there, and I don't think any of them come near close to a hundred. So a hundred feels like, uh, hey, let's say it will be virtually unlimited people for virtually everybody, and and I think that's where the hundred comes from. I don't know that it's it's any more than that. Um, but certainly I would, I guess I would love it for a lot of people to watch, but then we have, now they have the Twitch thing as well. So if it was, the movie was on Amazon prime and we had the thing for it, which I think everybody does now, then that's, that opens it up to how, to everybody, to however many, um, All right, folks, as cord cutters, the state of theaters is important. For some, it's because it's the way you want to watch some movies. And for others, it's because you're hoping movies will come to your home faster. And how theaters do could affect that window of exclusivity. Here's what's up this week. The big news, Disney blinked. After Tenet moved again, Mulan was finally moved to August 21st. That puts Tenet back in the pole position for big movies when it debuts now on August 12th. Yes, Tenet also moved. It's opening from the recently rescheduled July 31st to August 12th. So Tenet, August 12th, then Mulan, August 21st. Oh, and Warner says it will extend Tenet's theatrical window. If you're curious, uh, the release of Inception that was set to happen before Tenet will now happen on July 31st. Uh, But Tenet's going to get a longer than 90-day window. Uh, AMC announced in short order after that that it's going to shift its target for full reopening of all its theaters from July 15th to July 30th. That will still be in time for the wide release of Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, which is expected to be a smaller movie, but is the first big movie to go into theaters followed now by Tenet again, then Mulan. Uh, and a couple other notes, France reopened its movie theaters this weekend, got between 850 and 900,000 admissions. That's about 50% of an average June week. And domestically in the United States, the number one movie in the U S for the fourth week was Jurassic park. <laughs> yes. That's three weeks. Number one in 1993 and one week. Number one in 2020. Uh, Spielberg also had the number two movie in the United States this past weekend with Jaws. I, 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 th- this is so complicated. Uh, we got Epper, we got stuff. I as do me a favor, just simplify the politics of everything. Uh, the comfort of people going outside, how diseases are going to go, whether or not producers are, are going to get ruined by this, this, this current thing we we live in a world where where people are filing Cirque du Soleil filed for bankruptcy today I ask will you please simplify all of this for me uh yeah I mean I mean I thought you're gonna ask me something hard so (laughs) here's the deal uh as much as people like other people and we're social animals there are certain areas where we don't want to congregate and i believe some of that may include movie theaters because there's a varying degree of etiquettes that are followed by different theaters so when it comes to people just dropping popcorn or having loud kids or somebody just throwing stuff that's one element of what movie theaters were like before this now we have the potential for disease spread and there was amc originally saying oh you guys don't need masks and they're like wait a second we heard you. We should have masks. So I think movie theater is going to take a long time to get people back uh, at any regular clip. As for these larger events like Cirque du Soleil, that offers a little bit of a different clientele. The people showing up there, I mean, these are circus people. So they right, have hold a on, totally hold on. different that's, idea. First of all, that's our word. <laughs> you watch yourself. Go ahead. I apologize <laughs> for that. People of the circus, because I just checked my... PC dictionary, <laughs> these people are much more capable of handling a certain crowd. I, I mean, when it comes to theaters, 
and all these movies. I don't believe any of these studios want to have their movie be one of the first ones out there. Black Widow has been hanging around for a long time. Could that be a huge hit? Yes. Could you imagine if that was the first movie that came out when all these theaters are open, people are going in for MCU, and there's a huge spike of disease? Nobody wants their movie to be associated with people getting physically ill. So I think we're going to see a slow trickle, and we're going to see maybe like we keep seeing these these movie times being delayed or movie dates being delayed because no movie wants to be the one that caused a large outbreak. I mean, it's crazy to even think about that, saying it out loud, but that I really think is very can, important to the studios can, and important to can humans. I, can I, I, I want to throw something out here. I wonder if they should start rethinking and open in Europe first. France oh, has 50% theater occupancy and is not requiring people to wear masks because mm -hmm. transmission is so low in France right now. China's shut down. They're, they're like, we're not opening our theaters anytime soon. Uh, the United States has its own issues with, you know, certain areas saying, wait, maybe we were opening too fast. We might need to slow things down, which is why we're seeing these further delays in theaters saying, yeah, okay, no, we'll, we'll wait a little longer too. I mean, the fact that Mulan moved, I think is a big indication that people are expecting lockdowns to be extended a little longer than they had thought. So what if they went to the countries that, are experiencing a safe reopening and prove the case there. You know what? Uh, you, you uh, man, uh, you just rocked my world uh, because I was about to ask whether or not maybe um, uh, uh, political, whatever, uh, uh, the fact that 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 Trump's uh, Tulsa, whatever, didn't was not a sellout crowd. Maybe that was in some ways like, well, if the literal standing president of the United States in an effort to get his most radical fans to show up all in the same place at the same time can't seem to fill an auditorium, maybe that's a clue for us to maybe back off just a little bit. Uh, but what you've awakened in me is the thought about sort of paying more attention to the regional weather. Uh, what if it's not what country it opens, but down to what county it opens? Like in the entire United States, this county in Kansas has apparently zero cases. So we're going to open there because they apparently are okay. Now, the only problem is, of course, you're going to attract in a bunch of people who are going to road trip it out. But, but, well, but, and the, the but other big problem is by the, state. The, the movie industry is saying we need to open everywhere at once or it's not worth putting the movie out. Yeah. Because we just, we just won't make the money. That's that always been their, we, their line. Yeah. And for something also, like Mulan, which is a big international appeal, Disney is very worried about piracy, and they know that yeah. if it hits the pirate market, you're gonna they're gonna lose a lot of international yeah. markets day one. I mean, they won't really, but they're still worried about they, it. Right. So, that's what they yeah. said before COVID. Yeah. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's an actual effect that they would feel or not, they're worried about it. So it's gonna it's gonna affect their decision. Well, and plus, also, it'll be a race to the bottom. Um, whatever let, let's say they released you know nationwide wherever it's worse uh, worst is is that'll be the news is people went yeah. to see Mulan. Well, and that's why we're seeing this like we'll have unhinged go first that'll prove to enough people to go see tenant which will prove to enough people to go see milan like they, it's it's like they they want to like do a phased uh you know bringing people back into the theater so that by the time milan comes out it's like hey we had a, a couple of big releases not as big as milan but a couple of big releases you should feel comfortable do, i think that's the plan do you think they could get away with enhanced security uh features where it's like no cell phones are permitted. You have to go through and be scanned down and wanted. Sure, like, sure. Like, like this, is, this is as though you have a private audience with the queen. Uh, you're lucky you're even getting to see this movie. But they right also now. want the marketing effect. It's not just yeah. the, the piracy fear. It's also the, the, the big like, get everybody out. This is the week uh, where everybody can see it, which is why I suggested Europe, because they often have different release dates between regions like Europe and the United States, because there's less worry about that effect. Um, yeah, yeah but that, that, uh, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't solve anything on the piracy side of things, which is what's, I think ultimately they're really afraid of, of him. Yeah, mm. maybe. All right. Let's talk about what to watch in under surveillance. So 
pretty quickly and actually a little quicker than I expected. HBO Max has re-added Gone with the Wind to uh, to its service, uh, including now a four minute introduction from Turner Classic Movies host Jacqueline Stewart. HBO Max also released a separately. It's not the four minutes is when you start the movie uh, separately from the movie. You have the option to watch a 59 minute panel discussion of Gone with the Wind from April 2019 and a four minute documentary on Hattie McDaniel, the first black actor to win an Oscar for her role uh, in Gone with the Wind. I watched this, Brian, uh, and I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was very balanced. I thought it hit the points that it needed to hit to put things in context. Uh, I also wondered how many people were going to just skip through it because it was four minutes long. You, uh, they say in parenting, uh, the job of the parent is not to cause or to make the kid eat the vegetables. The job mm-hmm. of the parent is to put the vegetables in front of them. And... Um, if, if, if that's what they're doing, then then that, that seems moral and fine to me. You know, it's like all things being equal, we would like you to watch this four-minute featurette explaining the context and, and the things to celebrate and the things to question uh, about the piece of art that you're about to consume. Um, but if you're just here for them mashed potatoes, uh, we can't stop you, <laughs> you know? Do we think we're going to start seeing like a little panel on the top right saying, potentially insensitive instead of like TV PG for S D and also insensitivity because I mean, I'm curious how well, long Disney plus does these. something like that. Right. So you're thinking, will that become more standardized or, 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 or some yeah. version of like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Facebook did it first with relationship status. It's complicated. I mean, isn't that really what you have to say? All you have to say is like, like have, have, have something that you can look at to get the context on why it's complicated. And then, Say, I mean, I mean, again, the parent's job is to put the vegetables on the fl- on the on on the plate. There's just a Brian, lot I to explain. Thinking about that. A lot yeah. to explain to the child. You got the vegetable down. You're like, so the, the vegetable, you know, it might it might cause distress and people might really hate it. And then you think the vegetable's good, and then you think the vegetables are they're in a club, and the club isn't good. And it's it's. I'm just thinking it's like complicated. it's complicated. It's perfect because I'm not watching this movie. I'm not trying to explain this right now. There's a lot to explain right now. I, I don't think you'd use it's complicated because people would complain that it doesn't say why it's complicated. Uh, it, you know, so I I get what you're saying, Brian, but I, I just don't know that anybody would ever adopt that uh, because people people want there to be a very specific like, okay, why is it complicated? Explain it because there are different reasons why. It could yeah, be. like maybe a four minute vignette at the beginning where they explain the context of everything. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like all you have to do is label it as complicated and then give me a little something and then give me, would you like to learn more? I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Well, but it could be complicated for multiple reasons, right? And and people might be uh, willing to say like, well, if it's complicated because of sexual mores, I don't need the four minute featurette. If it's complicated because of racial issues, I want to watch that. I, I think there there would always be a call for more specificity. I mean, look, here's here's a phrase I never thought I would say, but uh, I would love to hear the folks over at Common Sense Media chime in on this because in general. Uh, commonsensemedia.org, I believe, is is the website. Uh, when it, when it comes to, because I I have a twelve year old who's who's cool with a lot of uh, mature themes, uh, and I just want to know going into it what mature themes uh, there are in there. And uh, let's just add a new let's 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 much like coronavirus, let's add a fifth uh, a vertical here <laughs> of 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 of, uh, of of things. Uh, coronavirus is is a fifth different. Uh, never mind. It, it. <laughs> okay, I see where you right. <laughs> you lost me there for a second. No, no, no. But, but I, I got I, you back, right? You're, I think you brought right. me back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. While many outlets scramble to find new releases due to the production shutdowns, Netflix has. 59 originals launching in July. That's almost two a day. Uh, new seasons of Umbrella Academy, Last Chance You, a Charlize Theron film, a remake of The Babysitter's Club, and that's just the originals. Netflix is also getting the Karate Kid trilogy, Spaceballs, and a bunch of licensed content. Netflix Chief Content Officer Ted Sarandos noted that most of Netflix's 2020 slate has already been shot. It's already in the can and they were just putting it on the calendar. And because it has originals worldwide, new productions are already back underway in countries like Taiwan, Korea, etc. That international focus is also paying off with some of Netflix's most popular titles. 
Uh, for example, La Casa de Papel with 65 million viewers, Germany's unorthodox, Italy's summertime. And that also means the majority of its new users are now coming from outside Canada and the U.S. So again, Netflix has shown over and over that it thinks ahead about what its next problem will be and starts planning it before it becomes a problem. And this time it even helped them get through a problem that no one could have expected. Dude, I was listening to uh, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast, and he quoted uh, uh, Ted Sarandos wept when he reached the edge of the world for there were no more lands to conquer and then all movies were canceled and suddenly there were so many more lands to conquer and ted sarandos was very happy i'm pretty sure that's an exact quote yes uh that was the the uh netflix in the pacific uh series (laughs) from dan carl yeah, I was covering this for uh, Netpix on CNET, cnet.com slash Netpix. And I was shocked to see how many how many different things are coming out of Netflix compared to Amazon Prime. HBO Max just launched, so they have a bunch of new stuff. But Netflix, by far, had an extremely strong catalog of new content. I mean, HBO Max, when I was looking at it, they have some great uh, library content that they're, they're keeping or adding. But Netflix is like, they're gearing up. They got uh, Karate Kid, the trilogy, and they're also gra- grabbing Cobra Kai from YouTube. So it seems like that works perfectly once Cobra Kai season three comes out. Uh, I I think it's the smartest play Netflix could possibly make. I mean, it's like, I mean, quite literally, it's like they doubled the lands to conquer. It's amazing. Imagine that you've decided that you've licensed all like I'm just like, I'm <laughs> keep going keep going no 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 uh, I want to hear no, 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 I, won't do that. I won't do that to Dan Carlin I respect him too much uh NBC has its own way of creating new content during the time of pandemic it has ordered an eight episode season of a comedy series called connecting about a group of friends trying to stay connected by video chats during a pandemic uh the series comes from the folks behind NBC's blind spot uh NBC isn't the only one doing this freeform has a show they've commissioned called love in the time of corona and and Netflix has ordered a Genji Cohen series called Social Distance. How do you think uh, all this is going to age? Uh, do you think this is just the new reality and these people are all jumping into the way we all relate to each other? Or, or, or do you think that it'd be like, oh, yeah, I could tell this was made during the coronavirus? Yeah, I think it's NBC scraping at the bottom of the barrel on this. Like, I get the ease in creating shows like this. I get the idea that it's, you know, of the time but a lot of things that we really enjoy, I think in general, as, as just people with stories, are classic stories that are being told. Now, if the way they're shooting it, and they have like they have the video conferencing, and then we have the people actually shooting themselves, going like, okay, I'm walking to the kitchen or doing whatever else, and we get to see their parts of their lives, that might give us a better insight. It's more about um, like what's the story? If the story is mm-hmm. garbage, it's not going to be any good. Because there's a lot of gimmicky movie searching is one of those movies it's all done on a computer screen it was a great story done really well so if if it's all gimmick it can't work if it's actually about a great story i think it could do well but it's nbc if it's if it's about the moment then it's stuck in the moment basically because like we we did a modern rogue episode on how to make homemade hand sanitizer and we at the time shooting it thinking hey this is a public service this is what everybody wants but it's like watching it you know just a scant two months later it's like we're explaining what social distancing is and all this stuff and i was just like well that's all the views this is ever going to get, you know? Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. I think it's less, it's, it's possible that they make a Casablanca, right? That, that, that is, you know, the, the, the story from its time made during its time that lasts long beyond its time. Uh, but chances are they won't. So then the question becomes, how long does it last? How long does the current moment last, right? Between the time they've commissioned this and it gets released are people still thinking about the lockdown? In which case, I think I think it could still be very successful because, like you say, Ayaz, if you can really tell the story in a way that people go, oh, that's me, I get that, this is great, this is telling a story I'm enjoying because it's shining light on my current situation, fine. But once people are out of lockdown, are they still going to want to go back and revisit that time when they were in lockdown? And well, I'm not sure when this is going to be able to start hitting the airwaves, hopefully I mean, sooner than rather than later for NBC's sake. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, um, uh, 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 like right now we are a single planetary species. 
I don't know that all of our art needs to remind us that we're a single planetary species and haven't yet formed colonies on other well, planets. Well, not all of it will be. This, these are just a, like three. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, this yeah. is pure speculation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, Korea owns popular culture. Just get used to it. The record for most viewed YouTube video in its first 24 hours is now held by Korean group Blackpink for the single How You Like That, racking up 82.5 million views, passing Korean group BTS's previous record of 74.6 million for Boy With Love, which, by the way, took the title from Blackpink. Um, Bryce, am I too late? Like, will I, will I just... Like, like, should I, should I, should I, should you I? You should ask Tom. I don't know K-pop. Uh, wait, 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 what? Everyone, why does everyone, everyone thinks I know K-pop? K-pop's I'm, for I, older people, Brian. <laughs> At my age, you understand it. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get confused. Are, are you a J-pop guy? I'm a J-pop guy. guy. Oh, God. I'm a classic okay, yeah, K-pop yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Uh, but yes, you are too late. Blackpink seems pretty cool. Right? Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so do I study up or I don't know. Let me just listen to the new song. I don't know. Right. Yeah. You don't have to be fancy about it, you know, just. Because yeah. uh, I mean, that's part of, that's the good part like of that. fanaticism, right? Like you yeah. hear the current thing everyone likes and then you go back and then you, oh, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, like you got time. Yeah. yeah. This just launched too. You're not too late for how, how you like that. Uh, like Quibi that? launched a celebrities at home DIY remake. Speaking of pandemic era production of the princess bride, dozens of celebrities recreating the movie from their home under the direction of Jason Reitman. A new chapter will be dropped every day for two weeks, starting June 29th. I, I don't know how to feel about this and I need Ayaz's direction. Part of me loves everything about this because it clearly comes from a place of joy, but it also comes from a, place of privileged celebrities which of those impulses should take over it's celebrity sweeting it's like oh look we can make a movie it's like yeah we all can we got phones we can do it i'm really glad that you have a lot of areas to shoot in if you can see this shot right now this is my ceiling like <laughs> so i love the fact that you can go around in your lawns and your great room or whatever and shoot the Princess Bride under the direction of Jason Reitman. I'd be much more interested if this was a YouTube dude is being like, "Hey, look, uh, guys, I want, I want this. I, I have this. I have Andre the Giant's soul in my back pocket. We got to do this." I would watch that. So I'm leaning towards celebrity sweeting. So good on you guys. Can't wait to watch a a, a bunch uh, of privileged celebrities and their uh, big no, rooms. Note for audio-only listeners, uh, Aya's hand never left the frame when he touched his ceiling. We're talking inches above his head. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could touch it with my head right now. Oh, oh, oh. Boop, boop, bonk, bonk. No, careful. Boop, boop, careful. Yeah, if you'll excuse right. me, I'm going to take a walk around my seven-acre... <laughs> Never mind. Uh, we got a few other notes here. Uh, Netflix will distribute a sequel to Chicken Run outside of China. Uh, shooting is planned to begin next year. Uh, remember when we told you Lucifer was coming back to Netflix for its fifth and final uh, season? Well, guess what? Netflix renewed Lucifer for a sixth season, uh, which it swears this time will be the final one. So the penultimate season five arrives August 21st. Netflix renewed Black AF for a second season with Kenya Barris playing an exaggerated version of himself and Rashida Jones playing his wife hbo max will not lose batman versus superman wonder woman suicide squad and justice league on july 1st instead those will stay on hbo max until december first three episodes of the boys season two arrives on amazon prime video september 4th and the remaining five will premiere weekly. So you get three episodes on September 4th and then a week to week after that. New teaser video showing a few more scenes from the upcoming streaming version of the musical Hamilton is out. That's coming to Disney Plus July 3rd. And Hulu has the rights to show Channel 4's Jamie Oliver cooking show called Jamie, Keep Cooking and Carry On. That's coming to Hulu in the U.S. starting July 27th. I asked, did you watch The Boys? Season one, I loved it so much that I started reading the books. It was on uh, Comixology. Oh, I hear, so the, I, got it. I hear the books are With very it, different. The books are different, but they're just as shocking and amazing. And um, I thought The Boys was this. It's a, it, it's, it was great. And then somebody's like, oh, you should watch Watchmen. And I'm like, oh, The Boys isn't that good. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it as good as I, the boys? And they're like, no, Watchmen is like here, and the boys are like here. So. Mm, I don't know. I have a certain They're co-host. two different styles. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're aiming to achieve different things. 
but deconstructing the superhero tropes, they both do that like crazy in totally different ways. But The Boys is more of a comedy. Definitely enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. uh, can't recommend that enough. Although I might want to rewatch it to see if any of it's like very odd. I, I like, took it's complicated. I took all of the boys to really be a commentary on the nature of Hollywood uh, and, and of, of superstardom than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and they just happens to have superstars or, mm -hmm. or superheroes. Superheroes. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've had our eyes on, starting with you, Ayaz. What have you been watching lately? Uh, I've been watching just recently Inside Bill's Brain on Netflix. It's not new. It's from September of 2019. It's a three-part documentary with Bill Gates, on Bill Gates. It's got his wife. It's got his uh, partners in the old days. He's got, they got uh, clips from Paul Allen talking about Bill Gates. Um, the guy's flat out a genius and just seeing how he works from day to day and, how, and what he's doing, not just to save the planet, but just to keep his brain going because he's so driven and so like passionate about doing everything for his brain. It, it was just amazing. I'm only two parts in. I watched both of them back to back the other day. Uh, absolutely love it. Can't recommend it enough on Netflix. Uh, Go Tom, check it out inside Bill's brain. Tom, you're watching Homecoming season two? Yes, uh, finished it, actually. It was not the way Homecoming season one was where I had to watch the next one at the end of every one. Yeah. Uh, Homecoming season one just had me on a hook. Mm. Partly that's because you already know what's up with the Geist company. Uh, you, you know a lot more about what's happening behind the scenes, but they did tell a really interesting story that I wanted to get to the end to, of. Uh, you've got Walter from season one continuing in this season. Janelle Monet plays uh, the main character who's new, and she's fantastic. You're you're on the Geist farm a lot, so if you're you were curious about what was going on there, uh, that's that's really cool. Joan Cusack plays a Pentagon official uh, involved, and and. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. I imagine it's because it's not as good as the Julia Roberts one. And I think it gets, mm -hmm. it gets a lot of people like, well, then do I want to invest my time? But again, it's eight episodes or seven episodes. Each episode's 30 minutes, not a lot of time and uh, very well done. Compelling story. I liked it. It ends up with a sort of a door hanger to another season. Mm -hmm. uh, sort of when I say that, I mean, you <laughs> you should not knock uh, or disturb this person. No, I don't know why I said door hanger. Because uh, it's, it's not, not as high as a, a cliffhanger. <laughs> but it's not a cliffhanger. Like, like, it's like a cat. Worry it's about falling video. off the door. It's like a, that's about like how worried you hanger. should be. Yeah. It's like a porch <laughs> hanger. Uh, no, they, they leave. Uh, they, the, the last shot is a list of names. And you could be like, oh, they're going to do another season where we find out about these names. Or it could be just like, and then he went off to find the rest of the people. And it could be the last one you ever see. It works either way. Yeah. I, uh, I I think I talked about this on one of our other shows, but the, the weird thing about season two is that it has a mystery and the mystery is over by episode two or episode three. And so you're seeing a cool, interesting story, but I don't know that by this, when you're in the back half of it where you're like, I wonder what's going to happen, right? You're not on the edge you're, you're not you're, you're not filling in the to, gaps and yeah. that's what's interesting is like, oh, how will all these pieces connect? But you do know how where the pieces will connect connect at yeah. some point yeah the uh, uh season one i really did feel like the star of the show was the world and you just yeah. wanted to understand what's going on and so it sounds like season two uh it is unfortunately only in the world only in that world only in the mm. geist world which i think makes it tough uh yeah. so what about my, you tom or brian uh my kid finally got me to start i started watching the dragon prince which i know i'm gonna love i know it's gonna be great i know everyone says it's the best thing ever i know that one of the co-creators did avatar the last airbender i know everything's great everything's great it's great, great it's gonna be great um <laughs> she sound thrilled um well it, but the, unfortunately when a story is epic enough you have to spend the first 15 minutes of a 30-minute episode saying, so there's six types of magic. Here's magic number one, number two, number three, number two, but then there's uh, humans do this. And then this. the Fire then Nation attacks. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was every episode. And, no, that's only four <laughs> <laughs> magics and, and, and only one bad guy. And, and it's like, uh, so anyway, humans also have a bunch of kingdoms and this and this. And it's like, and I look and it's, 12 minutes in and I'm still getting exposition and I have no doubt like I've literally not heard a single person say anything but it's great so I'm gonna get there but 15 minutes in I went and took a nap uh so I'm watching the dragon prince
All right. So I, I know right. this is not something that normally happens right now. I'm going to interrupt and say, listen, Brian, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube, watch the old country buffets instructional video. It will blow your mind. It is the funniest video. And you don't have to worry about magics, but you do need to know how to carve roast beef. The old country buffets? I got a link. You got to watch it. There it is. It's, okay. It is so unintentionally funny. And it is just epically bad. All right. Well, there, somebody somebody just did our show prep for tomorrow's night attack. <laughs> Please watch it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Bryce. What should Sorry we be on the lookout for? Hey, everybody. We got an email from David. David writes, uh, "Hi, Brian, Bryce, and Tom. First, congrats to Tom for turning fifty. Congratulations, Tom. Second, I'm trying to get an animated show onto your watch list. My recommendation is Final Space. Two of the seasons have been released so far. Season three will be on HBO Max in 2021. It's on Cartoon Network right now." But originally aired on TVS, after doing some researching, I found that you can watch it on Verve, which is still around, vrv.co. The, in the UK, it's on Netflix. So if you uh, have some virtual plane tickets, uh, you can find that on Netflix UK. But I think the Verve site is the best legal option to try if you don't have a cable subscription. I sincerely think everyone will like the series. Yeah, so basically, uh, 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 thank you, David, by the way. From wow, Pondalog wow. HBO Max has originals, huh? Original programming that's only on HBO Max. It's, it's so interesting because we uh, they also just got uh, the show that I've talked about before, Search Party, which was a TBS show for two seasons. And it's no, a great no, no, show. No. I saw the trailer. It said HBO Max Original. Right. It said original. Because Warner Media owns HBO Max and TBS. Therefore, all are original. Right. Right. I mean, there's a lot of Netflix originals are from the BBC and stuff. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Sure. You Do just we, deflated my Mr. argument. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I done did it. In fact, in fact uh, uh, Netflix's very first original was just straight up bought from Norway. Yeah. 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 Little Hammer, right? That's yep. right. So um, uh, thank you for that, David. Final space. It's about a space. It's space. A guy finds an, an alien that looks like the Kuchikopi from Bob's Burgers and it's evil or something like that. So Final Space, check it out. Uh, it is on Verve right now. It's on Netflix in the UK. And I think if you have a cable subscription or an OTT, YouTube TV, Hulu Live TV thing, uh, I think they might have it on VOD there. If you've got something we should be on the lookout for, email it to us, please. Cordkillers at gmail.com. Hey, Brian. Yep. How are you possibly able to stream any of this? Yeah, I mean, uh, through sheer will of force. Uh, also, you don't use a computer? Uh, oh, no, wait. Now that I think about it, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, our friends over at Doghouse Systems, they did provide uh, just a crap ton of computers in order to power this entire in endeavor. And in fact, you know, it occurs to me that every few years, everybody needs to buy a new computer. So do us a favor. Head on over to doghousesystems.com slash V slash Rogue. Use promo code Rogue. That's R-O-G-U-E-S at checkout you'll get something extra on there most importantly you'll be supporting the folks who keep us afloat thank you let's move on to the front lines front lines a couple studies are out about cord cutting during the lockdown a study from deloitte indicates the average u.s consumer subscribes to four different streaming services that's up from three before the lockdowns began 80 percent now subscribe to at least one that's up from 73 percent in january 20 percent of folks surveyed said they had canceled a streaming service in the past 12 months in may 17%, almost the full 20%, said they had canceled one since January. So that indicates there's a little more churn. People are experimenting and jumping from one service to another. In fact, Parks Associates has their own numbers out reflecting this with 41% of streaming service subscribers saying they had canceled a service in Q2 up from 39% in Q1. Uh, usually what people cite as the reason for this is cost, uh, and the end of either a discounted trial or a free trial, uh, and that they're like, I'm done with the free trial, I'm canceling. Uh, I ask, how much how much uh, uh, sharing of passwords do you think is is still happening? Oh, I'd say on on a, on a scale of zero to a three thousand, I'd say like two hundred and one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe the majority of these subscribers and all these changes is all due to Quibi the most important service of our time. <laughs> I swear, man. Just promise me that when I die, you'll bury me with that Quibi. Uh, Netflix has added the ability to remove a show from the continue watching row. When you click on a title, you can choose the option to remove from row. Uh, the feature is available on Android and iOS. 
this never bothered me, but apparently it bothered a lot of people. Yeah, so, as a matter nice. of fact, I, I sort of dig the reminder that I ever started watching that show. I, I guess a lot of people abandon shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in order to get approval to acquire Warner Media, you may recall AT&T had to promise it wouldn't raise TV prices uh, or try to competitively keep its own content out of other pri- uh, other places by by raising prices for other people. And as part of that whole deal, it announced a service called AT&T Watch to say, look, we're going to have the cheapest prices. We're going to have a streaming service for $15 a month with major channels. The only thing it won't have is sports, but this will be like a great skinny bundle for people who don't need sports. Uh, guess what? AT&T is now discontinuing that service after just about a year. Uh, AT&T is far from driving competitors out of business either, so maybe nobody cares. Uh, it's focused on cutting its costs, including plans to sell the CNN Center in downtown Atlanta, and then lease it back for at least five years. I have to assume that part of this was that they're, they were, whatever they're, and I have no inside knowledge, but I would imagine, uh, well, no, if there's no sports, like, there's no sports. Why would you, <laughs> like, like, no sports they, are happening. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels very transparent because they're canceling it now, and they never really advertised it, and it was kind of hard mm-hmm. to get, that it was very transparently a way to calm regulators down, to say, look, $15 a month, that's cheap, Right. Don't pay attention to the details. And then they got rid of it. I mean, of all the times, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, In the UK, uh, Disney will discontinue the Disney Channel, Disney XD and Disney Junior on October 1st and move those channels uh, titles uh, to the UK version of Disney Plus. Disney could not reach a carriage agreement with Sky or Virgin. Disney previously pulled channels from Sky in New Zealand in favor of Disney Plus. I got to tell you, man, this feels like the beginning of a tidal wave. I think we're going to see a ton of people like all of a sudden like 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 all of a sudden this was an intractable disagreement and we had to watch them fuss at the family reunion every single year but now all of a sudden they got other options and i'm just it's gonna be a mass exodus yeah uh this is this changes the game a lot and it's the for i mean new zealand i guess was the first example but this is the first big example of like don't want to reach our agreement no big uh, we'll just put everything on Disney Plus. <laughs> I would problem. imagine no. they they sit down, uh, they open up their briefcase, and no words are ex- exchanged, and the lawyers just go, "Oh, oh, we weren't able to." Oh, I'm so sorry, and then off they go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember when Disney Channel was a premium channel on U.S. cable systems, and then they pushed yeah. really hard to get it on basic. I mean, Disney has the ability to be like. We don't need you as long as you don't somehow block our internet access between Disney Plus and your consumers. That would be a net neutrality issue, and that would be a different show. Yeah, and and Disney is actually partnering with Sky on other things and other content, including a lot of the the content it, it obtained from Fox. Uh, a lot of the FX stuff appears on Sky, so it's not like they're not doing business at all. It's just at a certain point they have a little more leverage. That's going to be possibly true of Peacock with Comcast. HBO Max with Warner Media. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. So that. that suggests to me, if I'm if I'm guessing, if I was going to place my bet, uh, that makes the move for all of these cable companies who are now becoming dumb pipes to try to nibble at the edges of of the legal things they can do to mess with them, right? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, it seems like what's happening is these cable companies that are don't want to become dumb pipes are saying, eh, that's fine. We'll become dumb pipes. We'll just buy Warner Media or buy you know, or own NBC Universal, and then we'll be able to make our money off of it that way. And I think in this case, it's actually a good competitive pressure that AT&T won't want to degrade Comcast for fear Comcast would degrade AT&T. And nobody really wants the public blowback of getting caught degrading that sort of thing. Yeah. Fubo TV, which launched as a sports-centered streaming service, has now and then broadened out to non-sports stuff, has finally got access to ESPN. Uh, ESPN's one through three will arrive on the base package, along with other Disney-owned properties like National Geographic Channel, Freeform, etc. Regional sports networks and other ESPN specialty channels will be available as well. Fubo has not raised prices since March 2019, but said it has nothing to announce price-wise at this time. Oh, place your bet, I as. Are they how soon? How soon? Give me a date, because it's not a question of if but when. On a scale, no, a date. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go with August. 
I think August would. Do, this is this is just insane. Like I, I, way I, back I, in the day, August. When I was in, oh, it'll be when they when they add these channels. They announced they're going to add them in the summer. So you're absolutely right. Like they'll add these channels in August, and guess what? There'll be a new price yeah. structure to way include. Way back that. in the yeah. day, back when when Tom was a young man and I was a younger man, we were talking about the idea. Well, we didn't of have electricity like, back then. Yeah, and like ESPN would like be debundled from cable, and like you can get it through this weird like pipe, and now it's on. Fubu, a word we don't we didn't use very much very often there. Like, hey, Fubo, mm. Fubo, Fubu, Fubo. and we were like, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> those were the days. A peacock yeah. is available to some customers to Comcast uh, cable, but July fifteenth, it launches for everybody. Ahead of that, NBC's streaming service has reached a deal with Google to show up on Android TV and Chromecast at launch. Uh, this is one of the more disturbing trends. Is that. Instead of just like, oh, the app is ready for Google, it's now become they've striked a deal with Google to make sure it's available on Android. Uh, that's not something I, I had predicted uh, back that, in the day. So I'm kind of disturbed about that. I mean, wait, wait, is, is, is that all just to please shareholders or, or board members? Well, or? No, no, it's 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 basically saying, look, uh, we're making our money off advertising on this thing. So uh, we want to make sure that there's, you know, good tracking from you. And, and if there's going to be any kind of rev share with this is what's holding up HBO Max from Roku uh, is that that type of the deal. It's all about well, like, we don't want to agree to the terms of your simple app store. So we want a special deal. Got it. Uh, and, and, and with Apple, it's not the terms of the app store. It's we want to be in your TV app and be featured. So you, uh, we want these kind of promotional commitments and then we'll let you access our API, et cetera, et cetera. Oof. All right, let's get to the dispatches from the front. Man, we got so many emails, Tom. Uh, feel free to summarize as you, as you like. Yeah, yeah. We we asked for uh, specifically use cases for a DVR uh, that couldn't be replicated or, or obfuscated or obviated uh, by just doing things differently. Like, what do you really need a DVR that you just can't do otherwise? Uh, we got a lot of these. We, we've got four here. Uh, Scott from Houston uses his Tableau DVR because it's easier to just record locally and have one place to watch all the primetime content. He doesn't have to worry about whether Hulu will keep enough episodes, also has the ability to record any show or event that may or may not be available elsewhere. And in the air, rare, rare event that he wants to watch a show the day it airs, uh, a lot of times these shows don't show up until the next day. Um, Brian wrote in that on Friday nights, the last leg broadcast live at 10 p.m. on Channel 4 by taping it on his DVR, then watching it starting at 10.15. He could fast forward through the ads and still see the last part live. Adam in San Diego uh, uses it for discovery. He's like, I'm just look through the guide and say, oh, look, Ford versus Ferrari is on HBO. I'll record that. And the next time he pulls up the DVR, he sees it as a reminder. Even if he doesn't watch it, it keeps showing up in the list and reminds him, oh, right, I've got that. And then Dan says, I have a number of reasons I like my TiVo, but for the discussion you had on the latest episode, let's just do one example. I'm rewatching JAG and the original Law and Order. It's not available free, at least on any of the main services I use. Editor's note, JAG is available on CBS All Access, but it does not appear that Law & Order is available without just buying it. Uh, Dan says the first, episode, the first JAG was 227 episodes and the second was 456. I've recorded all of them over the months on secondary channels of my over-the-air stations, so I have gotten more around 700 episodes free. I mean, he does have to pay for his TiVo subscription, but essentially free. Whereas to buy them is $1.99 per episode or $13 to $20 per season. So he says, saved him money. I think my I think this is my favorite of the four because I, I, I also, uh, that's what I loved about my TiVo when I was using it was showing up 15 minutes late so you could skip commercials. And I liked kind of having like a to-do list of our family. These are the things we're watching. But the idea that it's literally raining jag and law and order at all time and why would you not spend 150 dollars for a big old bucket to just catch all that raining jag and law and law and order uh tickles me very very much uh hey ayaz uh where can we see yeah. so much more of your beautiful lovely visage 
I suggest going to youtube.com slash CNET. Uh, they seem to have a, some of our content there or my content because I'm there. Uh, you can also go to CNET.com and you can see my stuff there. Or you can always follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash I-S-I-Y-A-Z. I will promote my stuff shamelessly there because um, I'm shameless, as I just said. <laughs> Uh, the one show at CNET that has run for the majority yeah. of its 25 years, uh, you host. So well done. Yeah, it's it's called Buzz Out Loud. Uh, I host it with a couple <laughs> of my friends, and uh, we really enjoy doing it. So thank you huh. for that. Man, what a cool idea. Something else, but yeah, mm, good stuff. <laughs> Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash nightattack, which is also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you again next time. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brushwood. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children? No, not my wife. I know what you're saying. I love our $5 patrons. These are the people that keep us loud, live, and independent. Thank you so much, $5 patrons. You know what? I love them more than not life itself, because then I'd be dead and I couldn't appreciate them, but really, really, really close. And I'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen. Thank you so much to all of our $5 a month patrons. You guys are wizards. You're champions. You're heroes. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)